You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is the last day of August. That is hard to believe, but the calendar does not lie. Mark Sheldon joining us here on this Wednesday, August 31st, our Reds reporter. And Mark, uh, the road trip thus far for the Reds has not been a memorable one. Uh, thus far, just one in four after two uh after losing to two struggling clubs in the Diamondbacks and the Angels, you look at those teams and you think a chance to pick up some W's, but that has not been the case. The weird part is the lone victory of those five thus far, uh, maybe their most dominant game of the season, beating Arizona 13-0 back on Saturday uh, behind Anthony DiScalfani. He looks good once again. Now the road trip uh, wraps up tonight as they look to avoid getting swept by the Angels in Anaheim. Uh, what have been your biggest takeaways, uh, both good, bad, and everything in between so far? Well, obviously, the one good was one of the biggest good was Discofani's start, and the the problem with that is that it did not build the, any of the momentum they wanted for the pitching staff. He he was a bullpen saver. He, the, the bullpen was able to catch a break, and then uh, Homer Bailey went out the next day and threw one inning, and then after that, um, Dan Straley threw two and two thirds innings, and uh, really did some you know some taxing on the bullpen. Uh, it, it just and even Tim Adelman, who had a good start on Tuesday night, he got hit hard in the early innings. So just really the Reds are falling behind early and they're having a hard time catching back up. Uh, and some of the games have been routes. A couple of them have been close, like the one last night. But uh, the starting pitching is definitely starting to struggle a little bit. They could use a really good start again from Brandon Finnegan. He's had two in a row. And another one tonight would, or today would be uh, definitely welcomed by the team. Yeah, no question. It's just been a very uh, bumpy road trip thus far, and hopefully they can uh, wrap things up on a positive note. And uh, two and four looks a lot better than one and five, that's for sure. So we'll see how things turn out here on Wednesday night as they wrap up three games in Anaheim against the Angels. And uh, Mark, despite the the loss last night, a big game for Jose Peraza, and not just a not just a big game, but considering the circumstance, uh, he really showed his toughness uh, in my mind. A perfect four for four. One night after he was struck in the face by a ball and he uh, broke broke a tooth and had the ice pack on the cheek and it probably still does after experiencing that a night or two ago. And he said after last night's game, I found this interesting, he was going to go the uh, the Jason Hayward route, if you will, and wear a batting helmet from here on out with uh, protective flaps on either side. Now, he's played uh, all over the place this season, four different positions uh, in all, I believe, some second, some short, uh, some left and center if memory serves. So you look at Peraza and the production he's bringing right now, he's swinging a hot bat and his toughness has come through in spades, as I touched on. What do you think the long-term plan is here for Peraza in terms of a, of a uh, permanent defensive home? Because I can't imagine that he would be used as a utility guy going forward, would he? No, he's definitely not a utility guy in his future. Uh, this season, though, he's going to probably have to bide his time, as the Brian Price put it, because they really have two veterans in Cozart and, and Phillips in the middle infield. And right now, uh, they're both here, and they're not going to be sat down uh, to play Peraza. Obviously, he's been a, a, a plus on this road trip. He's probably the best offensive plus uh, thus far. He's been great. He's hitting about 500 since he returned from AAA, and it's been uh, it's been fun to watch for him and. And, and, and everything like that, he just seems to be a lot more uh, with it just because he's playing every day after in Louisville. And now, he, you know, when Cozart was injured, he got to play a lot more because for about six weeks in their earlier call-up, he, he mostly sat. Um, but, no, he's going to be an everyday player in his future. Where that is, is still remains to be seen. I would imagine it's either shortstop or second base, but they do have to resolve the situations with uh, Phillips or Cozart. 
Uh, Cozart would seem like a possible trade candidate in the offseason. He was a candidate, of course, before the deadline, and it didn't happen. Phillips has another year to go, and they'll have to figure out what to do about that. And, uh, you know, again, he has played some uh, outfield a little bit, I believe, you know, left and center field. And I know that his future is uh, as an infielder. There's no question there. But is he capable enough defensively to go into left or center field and to do a good enough job to where the Reds would feel comfortable to, to get that bat in the lineup that they would put him out there and, again, feel good about themselves defensively? They would do it, but I think there's no way he's better defensively in center field than Billy Hamilton, and nobody really is. And Hamilton's been playing well. Duvall is a, is a 29-30 home run guy right now, and he plays very competent defense in left field. So I, I don't feel like they're willing to give up that necessarily to get Peraza in it, unless it's one of those guys needs a day off. But I don't think they're going to bench one of those guys to give, you know, uh, to give them a day unless they really need it. It's just they, they really like the way it's set up right now. Yeah, and I can't blame them for that. And like you said, I think the the key to this whole thing uh, is Zach Cozart. Once that domino falls, if he gets sent away in the offseason, I would think Peraza is easily the guy that takes over at shortstop next year, but that certainly uh, remains to be seen. Mark, on the uh, pitching end of things, it turns out we're not going to be seeing Homer Bailey uh, take his turn in the rotation Saturday when the Cardinals come to town. And uh, it's been up and down for Bailey, as we kind of thought it would be coming off the, the TJ surgery. He had two really tremendous starts against the Brewers. He struck out 11, and he was solid there against the Marlins in his next start. But then following that, uh, really two disastrous outings against the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. So in terms of what Bailey is going through right now physically, is this just the Reds erring on the side of caution because he is feeling some discomfort, or is there something uh, more sinister going on here that could per- perhaps uh, m- make him miss some time? Some significant time. They're not. Uh, they're not worried that it's something significant in, uh, in the sense that his elbow is fine. That's the most important thing for him is that he's not feeling any elbow problems. But if you pitch with a sore bicep or sore anything, it could make other things uh, bad, and that would include the elbow. So they really don't want him to, to change his his pitching style or his, the way he delivers. And 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 when he does pitch with, with this injury. His, his, his velocity was down and his pitches were flat, so that was really no helping no one. So they're not going to rush him back. They're going to give him a chance to, to get the soreness and the tenderness out. And uh, whether that means skipping a start entirely or just pushing him back a few days, that remains to be seen. Right now they've decided to move up the rotation and have Dan Straley start Saturday and Tim Adelman start Sunday. Uh, conceivably, Bailey could pitch Monday or they could skip him entirely and see if uh, you know one of the September call-ups could step in for him if he needs to be out longer. But right now, they're not viewing this as a, as a critical injury. It's just something they have to deal with, a bump in the road, part of the peaks and valleys that go with uh, coming back from Tommy John surgery. Yeah, and there's plenty of those, no question, when you come back from something as serious as a TJ surgery, no doubt. That's what Homer Bailey is going through right now. And, Mark, you made mention of the September call-ups. We're less than 24 hours away from rosters expanding uh, for the month of September. And I got to think that uh, among the guys that are going to be in Cincinnati for the final month or so of the regular season, you got to be talking Cody Reed. But I did read uh, from you that uh, he had something of a setback in his most recent AAA outing. Can you update us on him? Yeah, he had some uh, back soreness. Uh, they don't think it's too serious, but it, it was one of those things, again, when something's bothering you on the mound and it may make, may force you to do something different than you usually do when you pitch and then you risk arm injury. So they, they made a quick decision to get him out and see what happens. Uh, I would imagine he's going to be back uh, as a September call, whether it's uh, on the second when, the, when they resume play or after the AAA season's over one way or the other. 
I would believe he's going to be up. What, what role he may have, he could end up starting for Bailey. He could end up starting for Brandon Finnegan, who's nearing his inning limit, or he could go in the bullpen. Uh, it would seem like likely he's going to come in. They, they, they did say, as far as their other call-ups, that they're really uh, – Brian Price indicated they might be paring down the list from what they originally expected. So there may not be a, a ton of guys. I don't know how many of their big-time prospects, like Jesse Winker or uh, Robert Stevenson, could be up. But it seems like right now it's going to be more like, at least in the early going, guys like Kiva Sampson or Tony Renda that have already been up here and have been uh, around that I just want to bring back because they had to send them down for you know, myriad reasons, and Josh Smith as well. So, so we'll really see what they, uh, what they have up their sleeve in a couple of days. As far as Reed goes, uh, he really struggled in uh, his most recent big league outing before he got sent back down to AAA. I'm not quite sure uh, how many starts he's made in AAA since then, but in your eyes, how's he looked since then? Well, I haven't seen anything, but um, I have. I, I just honestly, I haven't heard much about it. I, I heard the one star. I think he's had two starts, uh, but I haven't heard anything other than about the injuries. So I really don't know uh, where they're at with him. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll have to see. They haven't really said much. Yeah, it's a it, it's a tough situation for him because you know all along uh, the the Reds and Brian Price in particular maintained that this is a guy that belongs in the major leagues. He has major league stuff, but it came to a point where. The numbers were so bad, they really didn't have a choice. Hopefully he gets his act together in AAA and comes back up in September and contributes uh, to the Reds here in the final month of the season. And, uh, Mark, you mentioned something, too, that uh, you know I find interesting considering where this Reds franchise is right now and that I would think you want to audition as many young players as possible uh, given the opportunity right now here in September. But, uh, you know, again, you kind of indicated that maybe that's not the Reds' plan, that they don't want to bring up a ton of guys. They'd rather opt to bring up guys who have already been up with the big league club so far this season, a guy like Kiva Sampson, like you mentioned. Uh, I, I guess what, what do you think of that in general? Should the Reds take this chance right now to bring up some of the younger guys, maybe even a Nick Senzel who was, who was way down in A-ball, I get that, but guys of his ilk that they want to see what they can do at the big league level while they have a chance? Well, I wouldn't bring up Senzel, but uh, you know, guys like Winker or Justin Herrera, who guys got acquired in the Jay Bruce trade, I, I would think they'd want to at least have a look at them and, and just be able to give them, especially her, uh, Winker, who's not been in the major league yet. Um, he's had a decent season. He's had some you know missteps, and he hasn't uh, he had an injury, and he hasn't hit for a lot of power, but it could be an opportunity just to give him some exposure. Even if he sits on the bench and pinch hits a couple of times, I don't think that could hurt. There really isn't a place for him to play. They're really happy with Scott Shebler and right with Jesse, uh, with uh, Adam Duvall on left. But uh, I don't think they have anything to lose, but at the same time, they're trying to chase every win they can get. They've had a nice second half. They really don't want to have what they had last year, which is where they had a lot of September call-ups basically as live bodies because they couldn't, you know they needed guys to play rather than reward guys to be to be brought up. So there, it's a different situation than it was last year. Um, but you know I think fans and even uh, you know everybody wants to see what the, what the next group of players are going to look like. But they're not going to chop playing time for for the regulars right now. They still want to win, even though it does run counter to a rebuilding program in some ways. Yeah, it's it's a weird uh, you know position that the Reds are in right now. Like you said, they have had a very solid second half, one of baseball's best teams since the all-star break and even though obviously this team will not make the playoffs you would think that would lend itself towards uh, giving some auditions to some of the younger guys 
in the minor leagues. But as you said, that's not always the case. It's not always that uh, black and white or cut and dry. We'll see what the Reds do here uh, once rosters expand uh, less than 24 hours from now as we are speaking on the 31st of August. Uh, Mark, to wrap up, we'll backtrack a, a tad. You brought up that Brandon Finnegan is starting tonight on this Wednesday. He's rapidly approaching his innings limit. If you had to guess, how many more starts could he have after tonight? I, I've tried to guesstimate that. I, I would think one or two, I mean, maybe two, but uh, they're also talking about working around that as well. They could skip him a start. They could push him back a few days. They, they could do a few different things so as not to uh, go up against that. I, I think it really depends on who they end up bringing up as their, as their September call-ups. They bring up a, a couple of starters that would help them a little bit. Uh, I could see him finishing the season in the bullpen if they do do that. Uh, but I can't imagine he's got more than, than two starts left. But after after today, I think he gets today maybe and then then two more. So that's just my thought. They haven't said anything. They've been very coy about it. They haven't even said what the innings limit is. Hmm. He did throw about 150 innings combined of college, minors, and majors two years ago. Last year he spent a lot more time in the bullpen. So they don't, they're not really building off of what he did last year more so they're building off of what he did two years ago. So it's really hard to say what they're going to do. Yeah, uh, in any event, uh, we'll see if he finishes strong uh, beginning with uh, tonight's start against an Angels team, which is suddenly uh, rather hot. I think they've won six of seven. Trout swinging it well. Pujols is swinging it well. No surprise there. We'll see if Brandon Finnegan is up to the task here on this Wednesday night, and that's where we'll pick things up next week as we wrap this one up today on the final day of August. Mark Sheldon, our Reds reporter, thanks as always for the time. We'll do it again next week. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Cincinnati Reds. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.